Hello, everybody. We are back again. And I'm really surprised that we did not get canceled after the first episode. I was going to say the same thing. Thanks, everybody <laughs> that listened. Uh, I We're did here. get, I, we, we are here. I did get some slander uh, from, from some people. And by some people, I mean one particular person. And that one particular person just so happens to be uh, your family member because I insulted her favorite team and she said she let me slide, <laughs> but I also told her to get used to it because I can't stand her team. Uh, you know who I'm speaking of. I will leave her out of this because I'm sure she's going to attack me next time I see her, uh, <laughs> but uh, it is worth it. <laughs> she's, uh, she's small, but mighty. She, she mighty is uh, an my, understatement. My sister's a cowboy fan. So uh, yeah, she's a cowboy fan. So Brandon and, and uh, my sister, Tony don't really don't get along in that regard, but yeah. Thank you but to I, everybody that listened. And, uh, but otherwise I love her to so. death. Yeah. I'm, for she, sure. I'm sure she still loves me better. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, thank everybody for listening. Uh, let's, let's get right to it, man. We got a lot. Cause today, uh, I mean, again, breaking the third wall, uh, fourth wall the, the fourth wall fifth wall all the all walls the walls they came down, they came <laughs> down today let me tell you yes they did anything uh, happen today man uh maybe <laughs> all right i guess we gotta jump right into uh, it i say so go ahead Trent. uh disgruntled uh superstar three-time scoring champion james harden finally forced his way out of houston uh, he got traded today to the Brooklyn Nets in a four-team like mega deal that included the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers and the Indiana Pacers. So Brandon's team, the Nets, acquire one of the say top top five, six, seven players in the league: Karis LeVert, Dante Exum, Radonis Karutz, four number one picks. So picks, uh, two thousand twenty-two, twenty-four, twenty-six. The Cavs 2022 pick from the Bucks and four pick swaps from the Nets go to the Rockets. Lavert was then flipped to Indy for uh, Victor Oladipo. Jared Allen and Terry and Prince went to the Cavs. I know that's a lot. We will regroup here, but Harden, uh, he's been pretty pissed off lately. Uh, he came into the year holding out in training camp and it shows physically. Uh, he's he needs to work himself into shape, but uh, he's openly, I guess the last straw for the Rockets was openly on Tuesday night after another blowout. He lost it on his team uh, in a post-game Zoom interview. Um, he said the situation could be fixed. He did all that he could at this point, and I think that was uh, the Rockets' last straw. Uh, John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, two, two stars for the the Rockets, they came out and and pretty much, uh, you know, called Harden out uh, for mailing it in and not being a part of the team. Brandon, you're the resident Nets fan on this podcast. You just traded away everything, including the kitchen sink, for James Harden. Your take? So I am officially torn and i have been torn since i heard the idea of a potential trade before uh james harden made his statement after getting blown out by the lakers um i'm torn because the nets had 
all the pieces that they need and needed at that point in time outside of uh, Spencer Dinwiddie going down uh, earlier in the season as a big piece that they lost. Uh, that was a starter slash sixth man. Uh, but now in this trade, you get rid of one of my favorite young players in the league, uh, which is Karis LeVert. Uh, Karis LeVert has shown pretty much since he's come in this league that he can score. He can play defense, defense, excuse me. Um, he's electric. Uh, boogie, boogie, boogie. Um, so he's, uh, he's, he's going to be missed by me the most. Um, when I saw the Dante Exum, I didn't even know <laughs> he was on the team because he, <laughs> I've never seen him anywhere near the team. Last I checked, he was on the jazz bench. Uh, so I didn't know Dante was there. Famous uh, number. I think he was fourth overall at one point. I think he was drafted. Or maybe it was seventh. I don't know. It was a high lottery pick. He was a Dante solid. Exum. He, he yeah. was a solid player. I uh, don't know what happened to him because, again, I don't follow too much uh, uh, jazz news outside of uh, my boy, the spider. Uh, Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah. yeah, my boy right there. Um Basically, I, I love him so much that this game reminds me of D-Wade. But anyway, um, Karutz, I could, could care, have been a care less about him. Um, he could have been a Nick. A lot of players could have been a Nick, but that's not for this podcast. No. Uh, four picks, right? Four number one picks, right? Four number one picks, 20, 2022, 24, and 26. So to me, uh, this immediately, because this is not just a first go around for me of being a Nets fan, this immediately reminded me of the trade with the Celtics for aging KG, aging Paul Pierce, uh, Darren Williams still being there and pretty much being a shell of himself. Of himself. Um, this is immediately bringing my mind to that, but here's the difference. And this is where I'm now on the, the, other, 50, the other half of my 50-50. You're getting, as you alluded to, Sam, a top five superstar. You already have a top five superstar on your team and one of the best, if not the best scorer of all time in Kevin Durant. You are getting one of the most elusive point guards to ever grace a basketball court if he can show up. <laughs> if if we're talking about Kyrie, who that yes, we will get into for sure. But if yeah, he could show up. Um, the thing that I'm most concerned about, just like with any quote unquote super team, is the bench because now that's pretty much de depleted. And people have been asking me, like, oh damn, they got rid of Jared Allen as well. For those that don't follow the Nets like I do, the Nets had contract uh, negotiations with him earlier yep. in the year for extension. He declined and wanted to test free agency. So when somebody declines and you still have them under contract, guess what? You can get value for him. What did they do? They got value for him. I feel bad for Torian Prince. I think he's a solid guy, but he also wasn't getting that much burn on this team ever since KD came in. He got all the burn last year and the year before, uh, but KD's there. Sorry, guys. That's so, going to yeah. eat up most of the time. So that's that's one of the big things that jumped out to me. I mean, I, I was getting real hard Billy King vibes mm -hmm. from uh, that. Uh, I was going to say Rondo, but that KG uh, Pierce trade 
where they traded three number ones. And I think it ended up with the Celtics getting Jalen Brown and Tatum somehow. I know one of them was involved in those, those picks. I think it was Tatum, but you know, to, that's a lot and you're mortgaging your future all three of these brown guys and tatum from my was it brown and tatum yeah, yeah that's you know that's your <laughs> cornerstone for the next 15 years you know hopefully if you're a celtics fan you're you're hoping those two guys are are in the the green and white for the next 15 years but you're welcome celtics um, fans all three guys we're talking about Kyrie, kd and harden can all opt out after next year uh after next season so and and the biggest thing that jumped out to me is you had one of the deepest benches in the NBA yep. uh, and, and that's gone. Jared Allen, solid, solid uh, glue guy. Can I say something to you about him real quick? About Allen? Yes. Yeah. Never been sold on him. Okay. Here's why. Love is height. You can't teach height. Right. If you watch his game, he's got, he's got great footwork. He plays extremely soft for a big man with all the talent. And if you watch how he crashes the boards at times, uh, he looks aloof is the best way I could kind of say it um, without assassinating his man character. I know he's a great young man. I know that I think he should cut that damn fro, but that's a whole nother situation. Uh, <laughs> but I I'm okay with them parting ways with well, him because of, my boy Claxton that's sitting on the bench. And I think you guys will learn who he is soon because he's definitely going to have to get some burn, or at least I hope he does. Well, if, if anything, Jared Allen's a, a, you know, a solid, a solid uh, backup center who Absolutely. can spell DeAndre Jordan. And, uh, you know, Levert, if he's healthy, he's a great young talent. So Karutz, he, he's been in enough trouble off the court. I'm sure that's, you know. Bum. Yeah. So before number ones and four pick swaps. So the next eight years, you're mortgaging your future for a potential run at it. Look, we could get into to what Harden said yesterday after the game. And, you know, I, I mentioned it already. And and John Wall and, and Cousins came out after him saying basically quit on the team. Um, but but here's the thing. Can an ISO guy, a ball handling guy, this is a guy in uh Harden who will hold the ball throughout the shot clock and then shoot miss get fouled go to the line can he acclimate and buy into this Brooklyn culture can all three of these guys but considering let's say Kyrie's in the picture can all three of these guys share the ball I do think uh that superstars will figure out a way to share the ball uh because if you really if your main objective is to really win you'll do whatever it takes but i also think there's this is a two-sided answer for me and i think it's also a two-sided answer for the nets front office is if Kyrie continues on this streak of as you wrote a wall being a wall um this is <laughs> the best backup plan that you could possibly have because if Kyrie goes or Kyrie retires, unfortunately you get nothing back for that. Right. But you have James Harden there. Um, and that's the worst case scenario. If Kyrie retires, I don't think that's going to happen. 
Um, I do think that Kyrie is is pretty much off his rocker, though. Um, yeah. with things are going on, but we'll get into that. Right, unless you want to go right. Yeah, into you know that what? Let's now. let's get into right now for you know for those who may not be been paying attention. Kyrie Irving, one of the you know superstars in this league, uh, has had his moments. Let's say on and off the court, he's certainly a very complex guy and a very emotional guy. He's and uh, eccentric to to say the least. He's gone AWOL. Uh, he's on a personal leave from the team uh that i they i think they expect him back next week so that'll be six total games that he's missed there was one point where coach steve nash you know hall of fame player steve nash had no idea where kyrie irving was that's a problem uh you know he he had his own problems on off the field didn't want to share the spotlight with lebron when he was in cleveland we could go on and on about that but Kyrie's pretty much losing 400 grand a game for not showing up. And then it came, it was reported the other day that the league's looking into a video of him at his sister's 30th birthday party, uh, you know, with more than 15 people partying without a mask. Sister and pops. Yeah. And pops. All right. So, you know, uh, that goes against the uh, rules and, and safety concerns that uh, COVID protocols that they have in place. So, you know, they're, they're, the league's looking into that. So Kyrie's just gone AWOL, AWOL. And then today, there's also reports that he's not happy with Steve Nash. He was He's not happy with Sean Marks, the GM of the Nets, because he wasn't involved in the hiring process for Steve Nash. Again, I mentioned Steve Nash is a Hall of Famer, but Steve Nash has never coached a professional game. Um, you know, well, well that's uh, wild to hear. Knowledge. Yeah. That's wild to hear because at the beginning he vouched for Steve Nash. So if he's now saying that and flipping that, that would be kind of weird. So I want to, I want to dig in on that a little bit because I know he vouched for him. And so did KD. The reason KD did uh, was because he was helping and he was a, what, what's the term? Uh, He's, he basically was a uh, – what? how would you say it, Sam? It's basically somebody like a, a consultant for the Golden State Warriors. There you go. He was a consultant for the Golden State Warriors when KD was there. Um, Kyrie actually trained with Steve Nash several times in the offseason, so I, I'm pretty interested as to uh, why or how this has now become something like that. And I, I, I want to – I want to see that formulate a little bit more and learn a little bit about that because that, that would be, that's wild to me if that's really what has, has now emerged. I didn't hear that myself. So that's, that's news to me. Yeah. Those, this uh, reports coming out of the nets from a, uh, you know, let me find who it was. I saw it on Twitter from, from some uh, viable reporters. I certainly want to give them their due. Um, I'll look that up, but uh, you know, back to the nets real quick. Kyrie, you know, we're assuming hope, you know, he'll come back in six games. How can all three of these guys succeed in Brooklyn? Uh, that's first off, I, I think just the fact that D'Antoni is the assistant coach and knows James Harden so well in and out for being his head coach for the past several years. I think it was like five, six years. It was a while, um, yeah. He knows how Harden plays. Now it was different when he had Harden and he was the head coach because he ran everything through Harden. I don't care if Paul George was there. I don't care if, well, not Paul George. I mean, I don't care if Westbrook was there. Chris Paul was there. Um, everything ran through James Harden. 
All right. So the difference is a, this is not D'Antoni's team and Steve Nash's team. B this is KD's team, not James Harden's team. Um, and now you're going to have to coincide. See the, the difference here is that Harden and KD have actually played together. They're really good friends. They've always been good friends since their OKC days. Uh, Kyrie and KD are really good friends. They are considered to be best of friends. But I'm also now hearing rumors about that because, you know, it's you got to weave through the the, the BS pretty much. Um, but now you're hearing that uh, there may be uh, Kyrie is not really meshing well with with KD. And and I don't try to read too much into that because there's a lot of fluff that that is out here that they, yeah, sure. there's a lot of talking pieces which is why we have this podcast is because we're not just going to give and feed into that bs like i don't believe that's necessarily happening i think it's just a selling point there's just things to talk about to get people to talk about um but i don't know I, it, it's going to be a lot of ball movement I, I i think the best way that that this could really work would be uh, uh the triangle offense some basketball enthusiasts may agree with me on that one. Some may not, but I think the the triangle offense that is famously been implemented by Phil Jackson with the likes of, you know, Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Kobe, Shaq. Uh, I, I think that you can do that and be able to move these pieces around because they're all so versatile with the ball in their hand and they can all shoot. They can all create space. So there's a lot of things that are interchangeable here. I think the better question is, how are they going to play with the supporting cast and who is going to be the supporting cast? Because I think it left three roster spots open. Yeah, we, we'll see with who's going to fill that. And there's certainly, um, you know, a lot of uh, give and take with, with the rosters now, especially with, with COVID, which we touched on last podcast and certainly is impacting the season at this point. Um, the reporter from SNY and fan sided NBA was Tommy D. Uh, his Twitter handles at Thomas CD. And it says here, I'm told Kyrie's furious at the organization for some time now for not giving him input on the head coaching hire. He was not in favor of Nash. Also his relationship with KD has been described as very distant recently so uh so there's that so something to unfold with Kyrie Irving James Harden and the uh Nets how good are the Nets best team in the east I you know healthy again we're gonna assume all three of the big guys are there um no Dinwiddie but you know how how good is this team can they beat the Celtics can they beat the Heat the Bucks excuse me the Bucks in the east with this addition of James Harden, they easily, I don't care who's on their bench, Sam, you and I could be on their bench. <laughs> With those three players, they easily become the number one team in the East. That is on paper. Okay. The difference is Giannis has been playing with his team. The Celtics chemistry, they have their chemistry. The Sixers don't look bad at all. Uh, I mean, obviously, COVID's plagued them and they haven't had their full team together and had that. Uh, but those are the, those are the top three teams. And obviously the Nets came in this year and they were in the top four. Uh, they're interchangeable depending on how it is. Um, I, I still think the Bucks are missing a big piece. I still don't think they should have got rid of Brogdon. Um, I think the Celtics are missing uh, 
well, with Kemba being injured, and I don't know if he's returned or not, um, so don't quote me on that. But uh, with Kemba being a missing piece at this point in time, that's huge for them. Uh, but I also still think they're missing one piece outside of that. Uh, the Sixers, uh, obviously, everybody talks about Ben Simmons and his shot. Um, but the thing is, Ben Simmons is still putting up his numbers without having that shot. So I think people should really pay attention to that. When he actually does get a shot, and I've been saying this forever, it is over for the league. <laughs> it is absolutely over. He's going to take over. But that is if he actually wants to get a shot. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, I think they are uh, just with what they have. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see uh, with, with all the pieces together and how it actually is going to mesh. But this is not even me being biased. I just think the talent of those – those top three players that are in the top 10 to 15, uh, which is arguable. I think that just immediately makes them the cream of the crop. You think the, um, you know, there's been some sentiment after this trade that maybe the Nets panicked. There was certainly today news filtering out throughout the day that Harden was going to move. And especially after that interview last night, it didn't seem like he was long to be on the Rockets roster, but that the uh, his old general manager, Daryl Morey, who now runs the Philadelphia 76ers, was also in play for Harden, and they were stringing out their Ben Simmons, who you just mentioned. So do you think maybe the Nets panicked, or was Ben Simmons not a part of that deal? I can't imagine that you would take the package that, if you're the Rockets, you would take the package that you received essentially Oladipo and Karis LeVert's place instead of taking Ben Simmons, you know, all those draft picks, maybe Tyrese Maxey, other, other players. Well, I'm sure what, if they what do you got think of that Sixers seven uh, situation. I don't think that Sixers deal would have went through if it was for Ben Simmons, because especially if you, if you see the Nets offer and then you see the offer from the Sixers at the same time, I'm sure the picks are drastically lower because you get Ben Simmons and they're going to look at it as the sisters, like we're trading you a perennial all-star for a perennial all-star. Okay. So that immediately lessens the deal. The nets didn't trade uh, a perennial all-star. They, they traded a solid six man, which is Karis Levert. And he could be a starter on any team. And I'm sure he will be in Indy. Um, but if you trade Ben Simmons for Harden, all those picks go away. So if I'm, if I'm a GM and I'm sitting here and I'm looking at, I get all these picks and I get to choose whoever I want and build the future of this team down here and really start this rebuild process. Yeah, I can take that and I can mold it the way that I want to. Now I would gladly do that. I would gladly take that over anything. Um, yes, you would get a, a solid player in Ben Simmons, a, a superstar, as I mentioned, but what other pieces do you get for the future? You know what I mean? Like, do you build around him? And I think that that might have been one of the the drawbacks for for that trade, um, in my honest opinion. Yeah, it, you know, I guess we will see. I I I don't think Ben Simmons was seriously in play. Um, Why is that? Just you know, I don't know if it was Maury just trying to to uh, you know run up the tab for the Nets. Um. I, I can't imagine that if the Rockets really wanted Ben Simmons, they could have made that work. You know, again, hell of a talent. We'll, we'll see. 
don't forget who Maury was uh, a GM for for the past several years. The Rockets. Right. Running up the tab, you know, for them. And I'm not even talking about that angle. It's just that he knows the talent that James Harden is and that he he did anything he could in Houston to try to build a team around Harden to win. And I would not be surprised if he would have tried to do anything. Like if if trade talks would have heated up with him, I'm sure he would have tried to move several pieces to get him. The only piece that they wouldn't have moved would have been Joel Embiid. Yeah. Period. Yeah, we'll see. You know, uh, that's the best thing about some of these big deals or the deals that don't happen is in the next couple of days, the truth kind of comes out a little bit. So absolutely, we'll uh, we'll keep you updated on that. Uh, switching gears this weekend. One of the best weekends of the year, the divisional round of the NFL. We went through a lot of these games or, you know, previewed these games a little bit last week and, and went over the wild card team. So here, you know, we'll give a, our two cents now, uh, you know, Rams visiting Green Bay. It's the first game on the docket Saturday at 430. Aaron Donald, the star defensive tackle player that we both said is the best defensive player in football. Uh, he will play, I think Sean McVay said, barring any unforeseen situation, that rib injury uh, will not keep Aaron Donald out. No update on if Jared Goff or backup John Wolford, who was briefly in the hospital, um, will play. So who's going to quarterback the Rams? Don't know. But uh, Brandon, your thoughts, who you got on the uh, Rams at the Packers? Uh, I have... Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I have Aaron Rodgers. Good, good answer. Uh, because again, and I'll make this very, very quick. You don't know who the Rams are going to have starting at quarterback. Uh, the best player in the best defensive player in the league. And, and in my opinion, the best player in the league, because he's been so consistent for so long is injured. But this man also trains by dodging knives in the offseason by his hand swipes. Uh, if you guys don't know, go watch a video of it. It's pretty damn impressive. Um, I think he's going to be disruptive, but I think he's going to see uh, a world of double teams. Yes, they have to worry about everything else. But with Aaron Rodgers' arms, his arm and his feet, I, I think it's, it's too much for the Rams to uh, overcome, even with the number one defense in the league. A matchup I'd really like to see. I think, I think the Packers are going to take this especially you know even with the healthy jared goff um i i think aaron Rodgers is going to have his way uh you know with this defense it is a great defense the rams defense jalen ramsey against Devontae adams be really interesting to see how how they cover Devontae adams who is playing yeah and uh (laughs) you think so yeah yeah uh adams probably the best wide receiver one of the best wide receivers in football That'll be a great matchup to watch. So we both have the Packers on this one. More particularly, Brandon, you have Aaron Rodgers have, yep, winning this Rod- game. So Rodgers. Rodgers. Mm-hmm. A-A-Ron. Hey, yep. I mean, hey, <laughs> I, I, it's hard to bet against that guy. Yeah, and that's for sure. And the whole league's uh, counted him out, or, you know, us in the media have counted him out, a lot of us. And he's, you know, on his way to probably winning another MVP. But we'll – uh We'll touch base on that coming up, but Ravens headed to Buffalo Saturday talking about, night. Talking about somebody that's been counted out in this game. Yeah. Lamar Jackson. Can you believe this? Lamar's first ever game in the snow. It 
you know, it's only going to be an inch or so, but there's a 50% chance of snow in Buffalo. I mean, it's always snowing in Buffalo, but it's They're pretty win. interesting to, to think Lamar, Lamar Jackson and that Ravens defense and that running game visiting Buffalo thoughts on the game. They're Ravens. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to pick Lamar's feet and to win. Okay. Uh, Lamar is going to play Lamar ball and not to be confused with Lamar ball or Alonzo ball or any of the balls. Um, your boy, Leangelo. No, not Leangelo. <laughs> Lamelo, I'll take, not Leangelo. Uh, <laughs> Lamar is, I don't care if it's a snow game or not. You know, like I know from watching all the snow games and growing up in the Northeast, uh, you can run through snow, throwing things and everything becomes slippery and, and whatnot. And their their ground game is going to be elite. And I know Josh Allen has elite feet as well, but he's not Lamar Jackson. Um, and I think that's going to prove to be it. And I think that that also that Ravens uh, front four is going to also be a problem. So Ravens. I've been on the fence about this one. Mm-hmm. And I want to say the Bills win. I wouldn't, you know, I don't want to hedge here, but I wouldn't be surprised if either team narrows it out. But if, you know, for sake of argument, and I'll go, I'll play contrarian to you right now. I'm going to say the Bills take this. Josh Allen's on one this year. He's having a great year. Uh, you know, we'll see that defense of the Bills is not, not to the level of the Ravens. The run game is not to the level of the Ravens. Stefan Diggs. John Brown, uh, Cole Beasley, great wide receivers. We'll we'll see. Yeah, I'll I'll pick the Bills with this one. So we'll we'll uh we'll keep track as the the playoffs go on. One team, one team that we were surprised of as we were recording our first episode on Sunday night were those Cleveland Browns. They, at the time of our recording, were putting a beat down on the Steelers, ended up winning. Uh, you know, the Steelers were mounting a comeback in the fourth quarter. and B- Big Ben looked awful, but Baker Mayfield and those Cleveland Browns ended up pulling, pulling out the win and really just using bulletin board material by Juju Smith-Schuster and the Steelers. The Browns is the Browns. The new... <laughs> the new rallying cry in Cleveland, I guess, but Sunday, three o'clock, the Browns face the number one ranked and reigning Super Bowl champion, Kansas city chiefs thoughts. The Browns will not be making the Super Bowl this year, unless you're taking a bathroom break. Um, the chiefs are going to pumble them as chase Claypool has alluded to even though he's salty, petty, and sour from their beatdown. Um, I don't bet against Mahomes and his arm and his talent, and I'm definitely not going to root for Baker Mayfield ever. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Um, actually, I'm going to take that back because there may be some time that the Browns have to play a team that I need the Eagles to get into, you know, the playoffs or something like that so i may root for you one day but outside of that no uh so yeah chiefs 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 and i'm not going against andy reed either 
Pat Mahomes in the playoffs. 35.8 points per game. He's never the Chiefs have never scored below 31 points with him at quarterback for the Chiefs. Every win has been by, by 11 points or more. The only time they lost was in overtime that game against the Patriots a couple years ago. Mahomes never touched the ball. Patriots end up winning the Super Bowl. Chiefs. Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. Travis yeah. Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. Cheetah. Hell, uh, every, everybody else. Everybody on that offense. Clyde Edwards, Hilaire. Uh, you know, so that, that would be my pick and, and probably the consensus pick there. I'd love to see, you know, have to look up what the line is on this game. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Browns put up a fight. They're going uh, to. Yeah, they're yeah. going to. That running game for uh, Cleveland's going to cause Kansas City some problems. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Um, you know, to be interested to see what kind of Baker Mayfield shows up if he wakes up feeling dangerous, as he likes to call himself. Um, He's going to be in danger so all day on Sunday. He's going to be in danger all, as soon as 305 hits and that ball is touches the foot for a kickoff. He's going to be in danger all game. And I, I'll tell you one thing the Browns look good because they were jumping every route pretty much against the Steelers and getting tip plays. That's not going to happen this week. It's not going to happen this week. Because Mahomes put the he puts the ball right on you or to where only his receiver can get it. So have fun. Have fun <laughs> trying. <laughs> See you next year. All right. All right. All right. The the prime, not the prime time game, but the marquee matchup this week. Sunday, 640 on Fox. Bucks at the New Orleans Saints. Which old guy you got, Brandon? <laughs> Drew Brees, Tom Brady. Uh, because I know you're going to be uh, uh, <laughs> going for your guy in this one. I'm going with Tampa Bay uh, because there's too many horses uh, out there. And I'm telling you the two keys to that this game is going to be A.B. and Gronk. All right. Just remember that, A.B. and Gronk, so Tampa Bay. I I might surprise you with this. I had Tampa Bay. Oh shit! The last oh, couple oh. days. What? And then yeah, mm. I'm gonna change it though to the Saints. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> My favorite football player of all time is Drew Brees, and uh, you know Alvin Kamara. That defense. I mean, the Bucks defense is great. Again, you you mentioned all the weapons. It sounds like Mike Evans uh, is going to be healthy. We'll see if Ronald Jones, uh, Ronald Jones, the running back for the Bucks, plays. Chris Godwin uh, from that Tampa. What's that from Chris Godwin, Penn from? State, your boy. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see if uh, we'll see if he plays, uh, you know, how healthy they are. But yeah, um, I'm going to say the Saints. They're my Super Bowl pick. I'm a little biased here. Drew Brees' last dance. Uh, so we'll say that. Let's, so to recap here, Brandon, you got the Packers. The Ravens. Correction. The Chiefs. I have, I have Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry. Aaron <laughs> the Ravens, the Chiefs, and the Bucks. Yes. And I will go Packers, Bills, Chiefs, and Saints. Wow. I picked the chalkiest. I picked all the favorites. I'm you that sure guy. Did. You sure cool. Did. 
It's okay though. It's all, all right. right. Well, that's our uh, that's our our first ever pick. So we'll see how how that goes. Um, here here it's time for everyone's <laughs> favorite segment. It's sweeping the nation. Another round of do you care? Uh, Brandon, I'm uh, rubbing my hands together yeah, like I got something I, for you. Yeah, I can, you starting Sunday fire. night. Sunday night when we were recording, you uh, you famously predicted that Doug Peterson hopefully would not be the head coach of your Philadelphia Eagles. You're like Nostradamus here because Doug Peterson is no longer the head coach of the New Orleans, uh, the <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles. I would ask, do you care? I really just put this in here to get your official reaction because I don't know what it is. I told you so <laughs> listen once you lose your locker room which is exactly what he did when he took Jalen Hurts out and put I'm not even going to mention his name actually I will I won't disrespect you Nate Sudfield they put Nate Sudfield in the game when they had the chance to clearly win the game and everybody pretty much outside of the Eagles called it Bush leagues. And I wouldn't even say everybody outside the Eagles because the players would call it Bush league because they wanted to win the game too. Uh, I'm sure uh, Zach Ertz wanted to win the game because that was probably his last game with the Eagles, which sucks to say, but I understand business is business. Um, so I'm sure he wouldn't wanted to go out on a high note. Uh, you have uh, Kelsey, Jason Kelsey, who might be his last game with the Eagles. He's been contemplating retiring for all this time. I'm sure he wanted to go out on top. And Jalen Hurts, I'm sure he's playing to try to be the quarterback of Philly, and you take that away from him. So, Doug, I, I do want to give you your props, though. I don't want to sound sour and, and salty about this whole situation or even super joyous about you leaving, even though I am. I am very thankful that you brought a ring to the Eagles. Uh, I, I brought this grown man to his knees to cry like a little bitch, but um, that happened. And I'm still, I'm super thankful. Uh, that was such a ride to be a part of as a fan to watch. And then being at that parade uh, was nuts. One day we'll actually talk about it on here, Sam. Uh, but I am, uh, I'm happy he's gone. I don't like some of the choices that I've heard so far as potentially replacing him like Lincoln Riley um, or Ryan day. Uh, but we'll get into that in another pod, but yes, I am. I do care that he's gone. I called it. Uh, thank you for your time, my friend, but uh, I will see you up the turnpike when you're the head coach of the jets. Tata. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it sounded like Doug Peterson, wanted way too much control or if this is a narrative that's coming out of the Philly front office. I think it was, Howie I, think there's, I think it's half, half because I don't trust Howie. I think Howie needs to be gone. That's, that's my next thing. And I pray that he's gone next. Um, so let's see if I can get this one to, to <laughs> come to fruition. Uh, but I, I do think uh, there's, there's so supposedly there's certain picks that, that were made because of Doug and of course they're trying to save face and well, you know how he wanted this one and Doug wanted that and who knows, we'll never know really. Um, but yeah, I, I, 
I, I wish him the best wherever he goes, but I'm just glad he's not the head coach of the Eagles anymore. As a as a Jets fan who's currently in need of a head coach, the initial reaction by everyone was, oh, well, Doug will just go up 95 and, and end up in, uh, in New Jersey and uh, be the head coach of the Jets. Joe Douglas used to be the, I think, what, what was it, player personnel for the Eagles? Yeah, Director of GP. Yeah. Um, so there's that correlation. It doesn't really sound like the Jets are going to hire Doug Peterson. I like that move in general. My biggest, one of my biggest problems with Adam Gase, the former Jets head coach and, and Dolphins head coach, and, you know, he used to get coffee for Peyton Manning uh, as his offensive coordinator, was when Adam Gase was rightfully fired from Miami, he got another job immediately. And that team just, the Dolphins team got progressively worse. Ryan Tannehill got progressively worse as quarterback. And you're seeing what Ryan is doing in Tennessee now. Adam Gase didn't, he immediately got a new job with uh, in New Jersey with the Jets. And he didn't have to kind of sit and think about what happened and what went wrong. And I think that's important. And I really hope wherever Doug Peterson ends up, because I don't think he's a bad coach. You have a very passionate perspective on it. You're an Eagles fan. Mm -hmm. You also acknowledged he brought you a Super Bowl ring, the only head coach, and he's probably the most beloved head coach in Eagles history, right? Yeah, because Um, of that. Yeah, You slay the giant, Tom Brady. Um, We'll see. It kind of sounds like Carson Wentz wanted him out, the quarterback of the Eagles, and Carson got his way. Um, so we'll see. I, I hope Doug kind of takes some time off and, and, you know, he is a Super Bowl winning coach. There aren't many of those because Bill Belichick has gotten so damn many of them, but, um, we'll see moving on. I, you know, here's a good one. If the bills win the Super Bowl, the Buffalo bills, their quarterback, Josh Allen said he joined bills mafia and he was going to jump through tables and light them on fire. And Brandon, if you know, Bill's Mafia up in Buffalo in the parking lot, they like to party. They like to party hard. There's a lot of videos online you see. A lot of catching doing somersaults. Yep. Doing somersaults off of their cars, SUVs, onto pink, you know, beer pong tables, folding tables. And sometimes they light them on fire. Josh Allen said if they win he'll do it let's do it he said i i won't even ask do you care how much would you pay on pay-per-view for this i would not pay a dollar <laughs> not not one single doll hair for this uh i would watch it i would pay I, for it i'm not gonna pay for it i'm not even a bills fan i I'll, think I'll it would be great he's six I'll foot legal, five i'll legally or whatever stream it, it. i'll legally stream it because i'm not gonna pay for that nonsense uh for a grown man that is going to potentially hurt himself for jumping through a table because he's excited. Um, and he's going to think that he's cactus Jack dropping an elbow from the top rope uh, or that he's an ECW in he's Sabu and he's just jumping onto barbed wire. Like this is not wrestling. My guy, you're a professional football player that is not only going to do something that is ridiculous. I mean, again, I'll watch, but you have a lot more at risk than any of the people 
for for the most part uh jumping to the tables because i can't say which all those people's careers are but i mean my guy relax six foot five <laughs> 238 pounds don't kind of ridiculous i don't think the i don't think brandon being or, or the bills will let him anywhere near no that but it's just uh you know talk about talk about your quarterback embracing the culture of your city that's, I respect uh, that's, that. Yes. Yeah, that's one of the things that's been missing. That is missing from a lot of franchises, and certainly up in Buffalo. So it sounds like they got their guy. <laughs> that's any regard. Brandon, the NHL season started tonight. Don't care. <laughs> you care. <laughs> Don't care. <laughs> Don't care <laughs> at all. <laughs> uh, Let's go Rangers. <laughs> I mean, I. I'm kind of curious to watch the uh, the the Rangers. What was it? Their their number one pick, right? Yeah, yep. I'm I'm excited to see him. Uh, but outside of that, I could care less. <laughs> Just I I love I love this Rangers team. I'm a Ranger fan, um, and how they've built this team in such a stark contrast from how the New York Knicks are built by the same owner. Um, but the the way this Ranger team has been built over the last number of years and and going back to their stanley cup run and what seven years ago or so so uh let's go rangers i didn't you know that hurt that run i remember exactly where i was watching that and just watching it just slip away and just yeah uh, that's when i that's when i started watching hockey like i watched hockey for like three seasons shafely and then i just I was just like, this is what it feels like to be an, a Knicks fan. And I was just like, I don't want this. And I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. So, yeah, no, I'm good. I'll watch it every once in a blue moon. But I, you, I, I've been told and I continue to be told you have to experience a hockey game in person. Absolutely. And it would change your perspective. Well, whenever Senora COVID decides to disappear, then I will go to a hockey game. We will uh, we'll get vaccinated. And we will uh, properly visit Madison Square Garden. That'll be a lot of fun. And then we'll jump through tables outside of Madison Square Garden and, and take pictures and and Photoshop Josh Allen's face onto us while Doug Peterson cheers us on with the Eagles Super Bowl trophy in the background as he part ways from Lincoln Financial Field. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You're welcome for that. <laughs> uh, so now it's on pay-per-view also. <laughs> That's true. That is, it is on pay-per-view. Uh, <laughs> you can only get that on, um, uh, was it, uh, what's, what's the damn boxing thing? Uh, oh, uh, uh, the, uh, what's it called? With, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking. I can't think of it. What is it? Is the it, zone. Thank you. Yeah. You, there you, you go. The zone, you know, cause they don't have, uh, <laughs> they don't have cinnamon anymore. So, you know, this is the only thing, the only main attraction they can get now. So there you go. All right. That's our, uh, that's our podcast. This is a chasing points podcast. Oh, we'll, uh, uh, our next episode will record on Sunday night and, and be on your uh, podcast feed for Monday morning for, uh, for Brandon Hazelwood. I'm Sam Favada. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You put my whole Jason government Prince. out there. That's wild. I don't want that. Bye. <laughs>